Hello, welcome to Chinese Folk Tales. I'm Victoria Meekin, and I've got another amazing story to tell you. I hope you enjoy it. This tale comes from the Dai people, who live in southwest China, close to the border with Myanmar and Laos. They are one of 56 ethnic groups which help make up the great family of China. This story is called The Peacock Princess. Not so long ago, let's say three or four hundred years in the past, there was a young man who was handsome, smart, and he was also powerful. Oh, and he was a prince. His name? Xiao Shu Tun. I may be clever and powerful, but as yet, I haven't found a bride, he said to his friend, who was a hunter. But look at all these young ladies. They adore you. Any one of them would make you a fantastic wife. Oh, great prince, choose me. I'm the one. Pick me, prince. Me, oh, great prince, choose me. I can cook, me. clean, dance and sing. I love you. I'd be perfect. I'm not so sure. I think they probably just like me because I am attractive and wealthy. I want to marry for love. That's not easy. One day, the prince and his hunter friend were deep in the woods near Lancina Lake, trying to catch food for a great banquet. Around the campfire that evening, conversation once again turned to love. Oh, what shall I do? My parents are really heaping on the pressure. They want me to find a wife, settle down, and give them grandchildren. Okay. So here's a plan. Tomorrow, I happen to know that seven peacock maidens are due to fly in to enjoy a day at the lake. Each of them is beautiful, clever and would make a perfect spouse. However, the most beautiful of them all is called Lan Wu Luana. How do you know all this? I just do. I don't think we'd be in the same league, to be honest. What makes you think she'd be interested in me? I'm just an earthbound prince. Well, you'll just have to persuade her. She'll probably just fly away before I can engage her in a spot of conversation. So I've been thinking about that. And all you need to do is, while they're having a swim, creep up to their belongings and borrow her peacock cloak so she can't fly away. Xiao wasn't convinced by the plan at all, but after thinking long and hard about it, decided to give it a go.
The next day, just as his friend had said, the seven peacock maidens flew in on a warm westerly breeze and happily set about enjoying a day by the lake. The prince crept up to where they had put their possessions and grabbed the peacock cloak. And as he did, he looked to where the maidens were swimming. He was transfixed by their beauty and exquisite dancing. The peacock dance was, and still is, something very special. Shao forgot he was hiding and stood up to see better, and in doing so he startled the maidens, who took flight and flew away, all but one. Hey, what are you doing? That's my cloak. I need it. Give it back. You can have it back, but please, first, can we talk for a while? The peacock maiden didn't have much choice, so she sat down and started conversing. She was surprised that time flew past. They chatted for hours and discovered they had a lot in common. They liked doing the same things, particularly eating the same foods. And when it came time to part, the prince popped the question. You're the nicest person I have ever met. Will, will, will you marry me? He asked, and with little hesitation, she said, <laughs> Yes. They flew together back to his kingdom, where a great wedding ceremony was organised. This is where we should be saying they both lived happily ever after. But it was not to be. That night, an evil wizard crept into the palace. Look at them all, enjoying themselves. They're so happy. Well, I'll soon change that. And with a wave of his hand before his face, the storm clouds gathered and a lightning storm shattered the jollity of the wedding celebrations. Everyone ran for cover. Almost immediately, a messenger appeared to say that a neighbouring kingdom had declared war and at once the prince took up arms and left the palace to go and protect his people. There was more to come. Let's make the happy couple doubly sad, shall we? And with another clap of thunder, 
he put a spell on the king to turn him against the peacock maiden. Your Majesty, this is no princess. She is a monster who's brought bad luck to the kingdom, has she not? Oh, it's true. Ever since she came to the palace, things have gone wrong. Off to the dungeon with her. I shall decide her fate tomorrow. But I am certain that if we put her to death, then this war will end and all shall be well. Next day, the maiden was left waiting. It seemed her execution was about to take place. She was weeping so much and longed for her husband to return from the war to rescue her. Nothing can save you now, said the king. Executioner! Then I, I must accept my fate, said the peacock maiden. But please, may I wear my peacock cloak one last time? It's so special to me. The king didn't think this was unreasonable and granted her this last wish. Wearing the cloak, the princess danced so gracefully as she sang a song of peace, just like the first time the prince had seen her. Then she took her chance and suddenly flew into the sky away from danger. Returning sadly back to the Peacock Kingdom. You tricked me! Not long after that, the prince returned victorious from the war. He was so sad not to find his wife waiting for him, and that something felt very wrong at the royal court. Once he met the wicked wizard, he knew the palace had been cursed. After months of battles, the prince was more than ready to fight for what was right, and so they fought. Just when it seemed the wizard was beaten, he disappeared with a bang. And with that, the spell was broken, freeing all those in its thrall. The king was beside himself with remorse. My friend, where is my wife? My beautiful princess. I cannot live without her. My lord, fear not, she is alive, but has flown back to her own land and safety. You must follow her there, but the journey will be hard and dangerous. I can give you three magical golden arrows that will help, but use them wisely and stay safe, my friend. 
the way was indeed hard, with many dangers. Close to the peacock land, he found his way blocked by huge rocks. Taking the first arrow, he fired it at the rocks blocking his path. And they shattered into tiny pieces, allowing him to pass. Eventually, he arrived at the peacock palace, but the king wouldn't let him in. Trust you, mortal. To regain my daughter, you must prove yourself worthy. And he lined up the seven peacock maidens behind a curtain, so the prince could only see their shadows, with each balancing a candle on their heads. Prove your worth. Your love, if it be true, will allow you to find my daughter amongst the seven maidens. Fire your arrow and snuff out the candle on her head. Then you can be reunited. Xiao closed his eyes, thinking of the love of his wife, and fired the second arrow. You did it, my husband. I have missed you so much. And I you. And this again is where we should say they lived happily ever after. But not quite yet. Suddenly, a violent storm blew up. And the evil wizard reappeared before the court. I hate happiness. I will curse you all. The wizard was not going to triumph. I don't think so. Not this time. And the prince plucked the final magic arrow from his quiver, took aim and scored a direct hit on the evil wizard, who immediately transformed into his true form, a vulture. He flew screaming and cawing into the sky. And, yes, Now we can say the prince and the princess lived happily ever after. And with that, we conclude this episode of Chinese Folk Tales Thanks for listening. If you like our stories, do give this podcast a five-star rating, leave your comment and share with your friends. To hear more, please subscribe to Chinese Folk Tales on all major podcast platforms. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye for now.